Go ahead and find your seat. Hopefully you can tell me all the names of the 15 people you met. And there will be a pop quiz at the end of this. So I'll, uh, I'll decide who's going to be the first one to tell me that when they get going. Okay, um, if you don't have a lesson, if you don't have a lesson, please raise your hand. Please raise your hand. There's one. Oh, you have a lesson. Okay, don't do that to me, Jody. There's one. Travis Sharp over there. Oh, okay, you have the next one. Anybody not have a lesson? That is great. I, I appreciate that. All right. Um, before we turn to where we're going to turn, we're going to have a little bit of fun first. Um, first of all, I want to say this, that, that I have now have video evidence that I can tell everybody. I was on my front porch one time, and 200 people showed up just to hear me preach. So there you go. Um, okay. Bad joke. I'll take that one off the next time I do this message, okay? Y'all are so kind and gracious. Um, okay. Uh, let's go ahead and uh, play a game. Let's play a game, okay? <laughs> Some of y'all are not game players. That's okay. We'll be fine. Um, we're going to play a little game called Follow the Leader. Everybody say the game. Follow the Leader. Um, now, the way I'm going to play it is it's actually called Simon Says, but um, we're going to call it Follow the Leader because of the title of the message, I'm not a leader, so we're going to play Follow the Leader, Simon Says. So if, if you don't know how to play Simon Says, basically, I will give you a list of instructions to do, and, um, and you are to do those things. But the important thing is to know when Simon says is when you do it. And if Simon doesn't say, then you don't do it, okay? How many of y'all have ever played Simon Says before? All right, great. For those of y'all who didn't, we're about to play it now. So you'll finally have an experience. Of thing. I know that was on your bucket list. I want to play Simon Says. So here's your opportunity, okay? So everybody stand up. Oh, I got three of y'all to do this. I got three of y'all to do this. That's great. Okay, Simon says everybody stand up. Don't grumble, it's okay. Okay. Simon says smile. Let me make sure everybody's doing it. Okay, some of y'all don't know how to do this, okay? All right, you got to kind of take the cheeks and this way, okay? All right, Simon says smile. Simon says wave. Okay. Simon says wave with both hands. Some of you had stuff in your hands, okay? All right, stop. Ooh. Okay. Simon says stop. Okay. All right. Simon says point down across your body. Try this one more time. Simon says, point across your body. Okay? Simon says, point up away from your body. Simon says, point down across your body. Simon says, point up away from your body. Now do it all together. Uh oh! Uh oh! I love the way y'all dance, but Simon did not say, okay? All right. Simon says, put your hand down. Simon says, everybody have a seat. Simon says the game is over, okay? All right. But, again, that, that, was, that was kind of my way to get you all moving and have a little fun. Um, but uh, the name of the game was? Okay, but what did I tell you really the name of the game was? Follow the leader, okay. All right. And some of you are going to say, no, I promise. For those of you all have never heard me preach, I promise I'm going to connect that some way, in some form or fashion, into the message at some point. Because all of you are thinking, what does this have to do with anything I'm about to say? But it does have something to do with it. Um, 
All right. Uh, I'm not a leader. I'm not a leader. Uh, the title of this message is I'm not a leader because uh, I'm going to give you an example. Um, what we, obviously my responsibility, if you don't know who I am, I'm Buchanan Jackson. I'm not the pastor of this church. Uh, your pastor is actually in the building, believe it or not. So he gave me an opportunity. We were done with Romans, and he said, how about you preach this week? So I was excited about that. Um, but uh, he is in the building, so he may be in the room at some point, and hopefully I won't notice him. And <laughs> amen. All right. Um, but I'm over life groups. Uh, that's kind of, we don't do Sunday school here. We do life groups. And, and you're going to be hearing a lot about that come January um, as we do that. But um, what we do is um, we have life group hosts. Um, and I'll say life group hosts, really, they're life group leaders. And what I do is that when I try to recruit uh, new leaders, the number one thing that every single person that I try, not every single person, most people when I try to recruit them to be a life group host or life group leader, the number one thing they say is, say it one more time, I'm not a leader, I'm not a leader, okay? And so because everybody says they're not a leader, we change the name to life group host because that's less intimidating than life group leader. Now y'all know my trick. But then I had people that said, I'll be a life group host. I just want to open my home. Okay, you got to do more than just open your home, okay? You actually have to be a leader. So we probably will go back to life group leader, I don't know, or life group host. Um, but let's go ahead and turn, uh, if you have your Bibles, to J John chapter 21. John chapter 21. And let me kind of set the table a little bit. Um, of where we are. Um, first of all, and I hope, hope you all know this, or maybe you don't know this, but I'll share it with you. Um, uh, in my daily Bible reading, as I read, uh, God shows me stuff that's just personally for me, but sometimes God says, that'd be something good to preach. Uh, so that's why whenever we, I promise you, next time we, we, we come together, I'll probably preach out of the book of Acts, because guess what's after John? Acts, okay? Um, so I don't get super spiritual about this. I don't, I mean, I do ask God to show me things, but as God shows me things through my daily Bible reading, and he shows me something and gives me some more, then y'all get to have the benefit of that. Say amen. All right. So I'm going to set the table a little bit where we are in uh, John chapter 21. It's the last chapter in the book of John. So um, in, in where we are right now, uh, Jesus has already been crucified, and Jesus is already raised from the dead, and he's already shown himself to the, to the, uh, to the apostles um, or in several different situations. We've already had the t situation with Thomas where he... He just, I don't know where he was, but he was doing something when Jesus showed up. And then finally, Jesus shows up when Thomas is there. And, you know, look at the wounds, feel my side, that, all that kind of stuff, okay? So that's where we are in, in, in the context of in this chapter. All those things have happened, okay? So in John chapter 21, starting in verse 1, it says, After these things, Jesus showed himself again to the disciples at the Sea of Tiberias. And on this wise showed, him, showed, the, showed he himself. And they were together, Simon, Peter, and Thomas, called uh, Dimas, and Nathaniel of Cana and Galilee, and the sons of Zebedee, and two other of his disciples. Simon Peter saith unto them, I go a fishing. They say unto him, We also go with thee. They went forth and entered into a ship immediately, and that night they caught nothing. Lord, we thank you for this day. Lord, we thank you for the opportunity we have, Lord God, to gather into your house. Uh, Lord, I'm thankful for the fact um, that we come to a church, um, that we can hear your word preached clearly, uh, that it can be preached with, with boldness, Lord God. And Lord, I'm, I'm thankful for a pastor, Lord God, um, that recognizes that fact. Uh, Lord, I know that, um, that by far he's the best preacher 
uh, at Temple Baptist Church. But I'm thankful, Lord God, that we didn't come to hear a man. We came to hear from you. And Lord, I pray that it's not, it's not about me. Lord, it's all about you. And, and everything I say and I do, Lord, that I would step out of the way and that your word would come, out, come forth. We pray all these things in your wonderful, holy name. Amen. Amen. All right. Okay, so um, we're going to talk about leadership tonight. So some of you are already checking out on me because you're like, oh, this is going to be boring. I promise you, it's not going to be boring. We just did the disco, okay? The, I don't know what this is called. Me and my no staying alive, silent. Okay, I don't know what it is. Okay, it's the name of the dance, okay? But we're not going to do any more dancing tonight. We're Baptists. Um, but uh, I'm just being funny. Um, but we're going to talk about leadership um, and kind of debunk some of the myths that people have about leadership. So if you're taking notes, the first thing I want you to see is the description of leadership. The description of leadership or description of a leader. And, and, and I kind of have a, a, a sub point under there is leadership is imperfect. Leadership is imperfect. Leadership is imperfect. All right, how many of y'all like playing games? Y'all got to get with it now, okay? <laughs> Let's just say this. Whether you like playing games or not, we're about to play another game, okay? So you're here. I've got you for an hour, so we're going to talk about this, okay? Um, but we're going to play Name That Leader. Say it with me. Name that leader. Kind of like name that tune, but we're going to name a leader. Name a leader. Okay. He had covetous eyes. He committed adultery. He murdered another woman's husband. And he's considered to be a man after God's own heart. Name that leader. David. Name that leader. David. 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 That's your first leader. David. All right. The next one. He killed a man, had a speech impairment, hit a rock in anger, was a horrible delegator, and led a nation out of slavery. Name that leader. Moses. Who's that leader? Moses. 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 Okay, the last one. The last one. He is a go-getter. Displays blind faith, can be somewhat impulsive, tends to have a hot head about things, at times is very arrogant, easily puts his foot in his mouth. Say amen to that. That's more of an oh me. Uses cuss words in anger. Becomes violent if he feels threatened and denied Christ three times. Name that leader. Peter. Peter. Okay. So name our three leaders again. First of all, we had David. David. Then we had Moses. And then we Peter. Peter. Okay. No, don't jump ahead of me here, okay? We're going to do this together, okay? First we have David. David. Then we have Moses. Moses. Then we have Peter. Peter. Okay. All right. Would everybody agree that those are leaders that you would see in the Bible? Yes, but the one thing that we all tend to forget about, I shouldn't say tend to forget about, we all know the story, but I would say that David was a great leader, I would say that Moses was a great leader, and I would say that Peter was a great leader, but they were very imperfect people, weren't they? They were very flawed, okay? Because a lot of times when I talk to people about being a leader and, and, and all that kind of stuff, they tell me all the reasons why they don't qualify to be a leader. But in this situation, we see throughout Scripture, most of the time when God calls someone to be the leader, that person has a lot of issues and a lot of problems. And I will say this, don't we all have a lot of issues and problems? Say amen. 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 Okay? There is nothing that says that I'm a good leader up here. 
There's, no, there's nothing within me that's good. The only thing good in me is Christ, okay? And I promise you, I have issues. I have problems. Ask my wife. I have issues, and I have problems. Ask anybody, okay? But I have issues, and I have problems, but that doesn't mean that God can't use me as a leader. Say amen. Okay. So that, that's the description of leaders. Everybody understand, and when I say a leader, let's, let's get the mi- out of our mindset that the leader is that person that's on the platform, a dynamic speaker, which I'm not saying that that's me. I'm just saying a dynamic speaker, you know, uh, is a great delegator, is this person that you would just follow to the ends of the earth, okay? That's not always the way it is. Okay, so what was number one? The, okay, number one was the description of a leader, okay? Leadership or leaders are imperfect. Leadership is imperfect. Now we see the definition of a leader. The definition of a leader. Now we kind of saw a description of exactly what a leader, what a, what a leader can look like or, or possibly looks like. And we described it. Let's define what a leader is. And leadership is influence. Say that with me. Leadership is influence. Say it with me. Leadership is influence. Say again. Leadership is influence. Okay. Leadership is influence. This is actually, um, John Maxwell says this, leadership is influence, nothing more and nothing less. He also says, he who thinks he leads but has no followers is taking a walk. Okay? (laughs) Some of y'all got that. Good. Okay? All right. Leadership is influence. Leadership is influence. Because here's the deal. If, If I say I'm a leader and nobody's following me, am I really a leader? No. Okay? A Great case in point. Um, I've been at Temple Baptist Church now for nine years, and and I have very much followed the leader who is our pastor. Okay, as he follows God, um, but he has incredible influence with me. Okay, incredible influence. He has probably a lot of incredible influence on all of y'all. But there's nothing that he really doesn't have anything that he can, you know, per se. I I don't think he would. He's not, he's not going to physically do anything to me if I don't if I don't follow him. Um, he's not going to cut my pay, okay, <laughs> all right, because I don't get paid, um, okay, that's not going to happen, okay, um, but so he has, doesn't have really anything tangible that he can do, um, but still, he has incredible influence, so I follow him, okay, um, go ba- going back to uh, uh, verse 3, verse 3 in chapter 21, Simon Peter saith unto them, I go a fishing, and they say unto him, we also go, we also go, with thee. Peter had influence, didn't he? Because uh, other people went with him. So that means he had followers, okay? That means he had followers, okay? Um, And I will say this, you have influence too, don't you? You have influence too on people, good or bad, right? Okay? I can influence people for good, and I can influence people for bad. In this situation, I don't want to call it so much bad, um, but was the plan for Jesus to die on the cross, raise from the dead, so that Peter could go fishing? No, okay? That was not the ultimate plan, okay? But he influenced people, okay? Those disciples watched him and watched how Jesus was interacting with him, and when he said, I go fishing, they say, I also go with thee, okay? Also go with thee, okay? But you have influence with someone. You have influence with someone. Um, If you have kids, raise your hand. Okay? Do you understand you have influence over your kids? Say amen. Amen. Okay? 
Um, I, I will say this, a lot, of, a lot of how my parents raised me has influenced the way I raise my kids, okay? And that's good and bad, okay? Um, my dad, um, he is one of those that is a constant learner. He's always wanting to learn, um, and he instilled that in me, that constant desire to continue to learn and continue to learn and continue to learn. And I want to instill that in my kids that you want to continue to learn. You know, it doesn't, when you graduate high school, that's not the end, okay? When you graduate college, that's not the end. You don't stop learning. You always have to constantly learn new things, and that's important, okay? Um, those, that, those that continue to succeed in life are those that are continuing to learn, okay? I like to read. I think it's important that we read and learn things and things of that nature. But in the same sense, too, my dad wasn't real big on saying I love you. That wasn't what he did. Okay, he wasn't big on I love you and hugs and all that kind of stuff. My grandfather, another one that is real not big, really not big on saying I love you and showing physical affection and that kind of stuff. So obviously my dad saw from his dad and largely did it that way. But in the same sense too, he his influence on me was that when I go when I leave for work in the morning, I always tell my kids, I love you. Okay? So he had influence on me positively in the fact that he instilled something in me in the fact of love, the, the love of learning, but he also also influenced me for, for a, I should say bad, but in the sense that I took that bad and I turned it into good because that was something that I was able to do, okay? So we have influence with our kids, and I'm just kind of trying to build the case of what kind of influence you have. Um, you have influence with coworkers. You have influence with coworkers. Um, I have people in my office um, that will um, come and ask me my opinions about things, um, and then I even have my, my boss. We our, our office. I work for the county. Our office is very much, you know, we come together and uh, and we talk about things. And my boss will say, "What do you think about this, Buchanan? Why? Because I have influence." Okay. Now there's sometimes she don't want my opinion. Okay. Uh, there's sometimes when I don't like her opinion, um, but she's the boss. But I will say this: they know that I go to Temple um, and how much I love Temple and things of that nature. And I actually have coworkers that go to other churches that recommend temple to their family members. <laughs> they say, well, you know what, I go to this church, but what you really need to do, you need to go with Buchanan's church because they're really doing something there. Um, that's a little sad, <laughs> but uh, amen, okay? We're doing something right, okay? And I'm excited about that they're excited, but it's because I have, I have influence. They've heard, heard me talk about temple. They've even come every once in a while. They've come to different things every once in a while, and they've seen something, and they hear my stories, and they think, you know what, this is something that I'd love for my family members to get to go to, too, okay? So kids, coworkers, um, family members. We have influence of family members. Um, I was a, I was, I, I, I grew up in a single-parent home, okay? My parents divorced when I was five years old, um, and a lot of, I should, unfortunately, with people my age, I'm, I'm in my uh, early 40s, I should be, whoo, <laughs> forgive me, Lord, <laughs> I'm in my early 30s. I'm very far away from my early 40s. Um, but I'm in my early 30s. And unfortunately, and unfortunately, um, I, uh, <laughs> oh, wow. I can't believe I just said I was 40 and, I, and it's not true. Um, but I'm okay. I'm young. I, I'm, I, I'm commercial. Um, I don't care if I'm like 95, okay? You're as young as you feel and as young as you think you are, okay? So when I'm 40, by golly, I'm young. How many young 40-year-olds in here? Say amen. 
How many young 50-year-olds in here? Say amen. Okay, thank you. Okay. I'm okay now. I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. All right. So, (laughs) with me being a young 30, um, unfortunately, um, a lot of the people that I went um, to school with and have grown up with, they they grew up in a similar situation. Um, You know, that was a lot of single-parent homes and stuff like that. So, I spent a lot of time um, at my grandparents' house after school and during the summers because, you know, when when you're a single mom, you got to go to work. And so, they would be picking me up after school or they would, you know, um, I'd spend time with summers. And I will say this, I didn't grow up in a church uh, or going to church when I was a kid. Um, my mom uh, went to church uh, her whole entire um, life as she was a kid and to a teenager, turned 18, um, graduated, and pretty much said, I'm done with the church. Um, so because she didn't feel it was important, obviously, talking about influence, she didn't want to make it, not that she was against it. Hey, Rob, I just noticed you're here. Um, that's my friend Rob over here, and I just pointed him out, but I'm glad you're here, Rob. Um, but hey, Rob, <laughs> Rob's getting more love than me tonight. Um, it's okay. <laughs> no, I, I'm good. Um, but so, so I never grew up in a, I never grew up in church, and so that wasn't important. Uh, you know, my, my mom would always say I never wanted to force you. You know what? Um, my kids go to church every single Sunday, and I know this is a commercial, every single Wednesday and every single Sunday, you make them brush their teeth, you make them go to church, okay? And I will say this, I'm excited the fact that we go to a church that my kids are excited about coming to, okay? So um, if, you, if you don't feel comfortable forcing your kids to go to church, find a church where you feel comfortable forcing them to go to church. Um, so my mom never took me to church, but my grandparents went to church every Sunday and every Wednesday every Sunday and every Wednesday. Um, and since I didn't go to church and, and, and my mom didn't feel it was important to go to church, a lot of times I'd spend time with them. I'm like, oh, we got to go to church. Oh, please don't let me. And I'd, I'd get my grandmother sometimes and she'd break and she would stay home with me and granddaddy would go um, on to church. He was a deacon, so obviously deacons can't skip church. Um, but deacons' wives, I mean, maybe they can skip church every once in a while. Um, but here's the deal, talking about influence. Um, now, my grandfather passed away, um, I, I, granddaddy passed away, I guess, it's been probably five or six years, okay, um, so obviously I've been at Church Temple for nine years, and, and church is a huge part of my life, um, you know, I, I've been as committed to this church than any other church I've ever been a part of, um, and so I feel it's very important to local church, um, and, and what we can do together, um, Another commercial. I don't know why I'm doing a lot of commercials today. But if you say, I can be a strong Christian about the local church, you're lying. Okay? You you need the local church. We need to encourage one another. Okay? Um, so you need to be in the local church and be faithful to the local church. So when my granddaddy passed away, um, a largely a lot of my family, my extended family, my mom was one of seven, uh, six girls and a boy. Uh, so that was fun in their house when they were my my grandparents had three girls, had a boy, so then my granddaddy said, hey, we can probably have another boy, and they had three more girls, okay? Don't tell me God don't have a sense of humor, okay? Six girls, one boy, okay? And he named him after him. Uh, so, but when my grandfather passed away, and I knew that um, a lot of my church, a lot of my extended family didn't go to church, my cousins and aunts and uncles and things of that nature, I actually spoke at, at, at my granddaddy's funeral, and what they did, and they didn't realize they were doing it, 
But they instilled in me the importance of the local church. Because I saw, even though I didn't go to church, and at that point I wasn't even saved, that because they they were dedicated, they were just, we were going to be there, and they, they, when they passed away, they were faithful to their church. Every single Sunday, every single Wednesday, they felt like they needed to be a part of a local church. And so I was able to share with my extended family that largely didn't go to church the impact that my grandparents made on me and the impact that, and, and hopefully, and I, I believe it, that it did in the sense that they, they left a legacy of the importance of the local church and why you need to be part of the local church. And they instilled that in me, and I was able to have influence, influence on the rest of them because they influenced me. I was able to influence them as well. Okay? So we have, we have um, kids, we have coworkers, we have family members. I'm trying to build um, the case for, for you having influence. Um, lost people. You have influence when it comes to lost people. Okay? Um, when you profess to be a Christian, you are influencing those around you that are lost. Period. Okay? Those that, those that even if they're, even if they're um, callous toward um, the gospel, don't believe, um, you know, I have, I have family members um, that are very much that way. It's not that I, I, I don't know, it's I choose not to know, okay? And I don't want to know. Very much don't believe. Um, but I will tell you, non our non-Christians are lost people. They don't read their Bible, they read you. And that's very cliche, and I know you'll say, well, you know, but sometimes it's true. The only Bible some people ever read is your example and the way you live your life. They read your life, not so much the Bible. And so um, they associate, and this is important, they associate what it means to be a Christian by the things you say and the actions you take. So every, every, time, every time I get, I, get um, I, I say something I shouldn't say, they think that's what Christians are. Every time I gossip about another individual, they think that's what Christians are. Okay? Every time I, I, I do, uh, I make a, um, okay, well, I know we're supposed to do this, but, you know, we'll do this because it's better to ask for forgiveness than permission. They think that's how Christians do. Okay? So we have influence on, on lost people because, I, again, that I, I have people today that, that I know they're lost. They know they're lost. We've had many conversations about it. And I had a coworker one time. I had a coworker one time. And, and he, does, he does not believe he and is adamant about that, but we've had conversations, and he made a comment that just, it was very humbling um, and, and very challenging at the same time, because he said, you know what, Buchanan, I admire you, because you, you, what you say out of your mouth and how you live your life are consistent, okay? Um, and I hope that's all of our prayers, that that's what, what we, that's consistent. But see, the fact is, is that for me, okay, yes, my number one goal was to get him to come to Christ because I felt that was important for him, but still in the sense that it may not be me that leads him to Christ, but the influence and the and that I've been able to have on him and that he can see all these other, and I shouldn't say this in the way, but he can see other Christians and maybe they're not doing it right, but at least he can point to one and they are trying to do it right. Again, I'm not perfect by any means, but they're trying to do it right. And I, and I believe that, they, that that gives somebody hope to say, okay, if, if this is what Buchanan does and that, then maybe there is hope for me, okay? But you influence lost people. Um, you influence other Christians. You influence other Christians. Um, I have to tell this story um, because it's been awesome, awesome. Um, and I'm going to kind of brag on my life group uh, tonight. I think they're all in here. 
Um, I see them, so they're all in here tonight. Um, but we've been we've been together. My my current life group uh, starting in August. I got all new people in my life group, which is awesome. Um, if you're in a life group, you've been with those people a long time. Sometimes you get in a place where you get a little too comfortable, if that makes sense. Um, but we've, we're all new people, and we're excited. And there was something going on about um, everybody. We would share prayer requests at the end. We share prayer requests, and we pray for one another, write them all down, pray for one another throughout the week. It's great. But it kept on coming up over and over and over. You know what? I really need you all to help me pray about being consistent in my Bible reading, being consistent in my Bible reading, being consistent in my Bible reading. And so after about three weeks, I guess, of us continuing to pray for one another about this, we decided to actually do something about it, okay? And this wasn't me, um, which is, I was a, I, that was a proud moment for me, the fact that somebody else in the group was mentioning this. But what we said was that, hey, why don't we, why don't we try to keep each other accountable a little bit? And so what we did is, is, is every one of us, how often are you supposed to read your Bible? Every day, that's an easy one, right? How consistent are we all? No, don't, you don't have to answer this out loud. But would we agree that there's a challenge in being consistent in that? Yes, okay? Um, I'm one of those that, you know, sometimes I go really well, and then sometimes it's three or four days, but I miss a couple of days, okay? But we really wanted to be consistent about it. Um, so we said we're going to keep each other accountable. And what's been cool about this is that um, it's been three weeks now. I think three weeks we've been doing this. And um, I haven't missed a day in three weeks, praise God. Um, uh, most of my group has not missed a week. Um, and, and I missed, missed a day in three weeks. We did have one that was kind of, you know, kind of getting into it. But after that point, we encouraged them, came back together, and now they're being consistent all the way through. But we had influence on one another. And what we do is we, we, we read a chapter. We pick out a particular verse that kind of speaks to us. We put that verse on there. And then below it, we say what God showed us in that verse. And it's been amazing to see how we'll, I'll, I'll read something, I'll send it out, and this person said, boy, that really encouraged me. And then they'll send theirs out. I'm like, wow, I need to hear that too. So we're, we're doing what? We are having, come on now, we're having influence. We're having influence, okay, on one another. We're having influence. Now let me ask this question. What was my, on my little thing, we were talking about the definition of a leader, and leadership is influence, influence. So hopefully I've established to, to you all that obviously there's a lot of individuals that you come in contact with. And there could have been other things I could have said there, um, you know, friends, um, associates, um, all different, you know, like I said, I, we went kids, maybe you have influence with a parent, just all different types of things, influence with a spouse, um, didn't go there. Uh, <laughs> um, but basically, we have influence with everybody, and if leadership is influence, and the fact that there are people that are following us, then we're a leader, we're a leader, okay? All right. Okay, so what was number one? Say it with some feeling. Love it, okay. Description of a leader. Leadership is imperfect. We saw a situation of David, of Moses, and of Peter where they, they were all considered leaders. We all agree with that leaders, but they were some imperfect people, okay. So leadership is not about being perfect and having all the right things, okay. Um, what was number two? The... Definition of leadership, and leadership is influence. So we talked about the fact that, okay, when I say leadership, okay, it's not about a particular type of person. And also, when we think of what leadership really is and how it is, it's really, all it is, is influence, influence. Now, here's the deal, and here's kind of the meat of the message, the meat of the message. Um, 
need somebody to do me a favor. Um, Travis, will you go get me um, some invite cards out in the foyer, please? Thank you. Okay. Uh, number three, the decision with leadership. The decision with leadership. The decision with leadership. The decision with leadership. Le- and then underneath that little sub point below it is leadership is intentional. Leadership is intentional. Thank you. Leadership is intentional. Leadership is intentional. Um, let's look back in John uh, 21. John 21. Okay, um, so obviously what we've read, again, we have a situation where we, you know, he's, he's crucified, raised from the dead, shown himself to the apostles, and because of that, and because of so much of the impact and everything they've learned and everything they've heard, what Peter says is, you know what, let's just go fishing. And the, and the apostles say, we will go with thee, okay, we'll go with thee. So basically to, to kind of go with the rest of the story, and everybody, I know a lot of people know this story. Um, but basically, they go fishing. They don't catch anything. Jesus shows up on the on the shore. You know, have you any meat? You know, and says, okay, why don't you cast on the other side? Very similar to what they heard when he first came around calling for him. They pull up all the fish, and they come, and they he makes a fire, and now they come and eat together. And um, Jesus kind of pulls Peter aside and asks him three questions, same three questions, um, and. And those, and the, uh, so he asked him three questions, and basically it says, you know, the essential, uh, uh, essentially what he's saying, and I'll read it on here, you know, Simon Peter Jonas, lovest thou me more than these? And basically he's asking both, all three times, Peter, do you love me? Peter, do you love me? Help me out. And Peter, do you love me? Okay. Peter, do you love me? You know? And, and, and every time, yep, I love you, Lord. Feed my lambs. Second time, yep, feed my sheep. Finally, Peter says in verse 17, He saith unto him the third time, Simon, son of Jonas, lovest thou me? Peter was grieved because he said unto him the third time, Lovest thou me? And he said unto him, Lord, thou knowest all things. Thou knowest that I love thee. Jesus said unto him, Feed my sheep. Feed my sheep. Okay. So we had a description of leadership. Because I will say this, probably at the beginning of this message, when y'all heard that I was going to talk about leadership, um, some of y'all zoned out because you know what you said, I'm not a leader, and you agreed with the top of, top of the paper. I'm not a leader, so this is going to be really boring, um, and I won't have to worry about this. So we, we, but we talked about a description of a leader because sometimes I think we, we say, okay, I know what a leader looks like, and in my mind he has this, 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 and this. But as we see in Scripture, that's not the truth, is it? Okay, that's not the truth. And then we talked about the definition of leadership because sometimes we say, you know, what exactly is leadership? Well, leadership is this, this, and this, but really all leadership is, is, is influence, okay? So, so with those things, okay? So now that we've come to a place to where we've realized exactly what leadership is, we have a decision to make. We have a decision to make. And our decision is, are we going to actually lead? Okay? And I'm going to talk about two areas um, that, that we need to lead, um, and then we'll kind of talk about um, some other things, okay? But there's two, two areas in, in which we're going to lead. 
first of all, and we're going to relate it back to Peter, we need to lead ourselves. If I'm going to be a leader of somebody else, I've got to lead myself well. Correct? Okay. We need to learn how to lead ourselves. Um, case in point, uh, and Ben's here, I like to use workout analogies. Again, I've been working out more consistently, um, so, but I wore a looser shirt so you all wouldn't see all my muscles. Um, <laughs> I don't have that many muscles, but <laughs> come January, we're going to cut that down, and I still hopefully <laughs> I won't wear shirts where you can see my muscles. That's just weird if you do that. Um, because nobody wants to see that, okay? Nobody wants Men, women, I don't care. Don't wear tight clothing. I don't want to see anything, okay? All right, so there you go. Um, <laughs> my, <laughs> my wife's going, oh, no, oh, no. All right, but we need to lead ourselves. We need to lead ourselves. Um, I've got to come to a place to where if I'm going to be consistent when I'm working out, I've got to lead myself. I'm the one who's going to d- decide to get up in the morning. And now we've moved it from 5.30 to 5.15. That's really making it harder, okay? But I've got to get up to do that. And then when I get to the gym, I can't just say, okay, I'm at the gym. All right, you know? It, it doesn't work that way, right? I've actually got to do something about it, okay? So I've got to lead myself. Um, I, I hopefully every one of y'all, um, you know, you've got to lead yourself to say, okay, I'm going to go to work today. And I'm actually going to do a good job, okay? I've got to lead myself in every way. I've got to lead myself when it comes to, um, am I going to be a good parent? Am I going to be a good husband? I've got to lead myself because my tendency is not to, and I shouldn't say my tendency is to be a bad parent. It's just if I'm not intentional about it and I don't really try, I I fail every time. Okay? Um, The old cliche, if you aim at nothing, you hit it every time. Okay? But lead ourselves, and then when we, after we lead ourselves, we need to lead others. We need to lead ourselves and we need to lead, lead others. We need to start taking responsibility of the fact that we are leaders. Like it or not, like it or not, you are a leader because everybody has influence. So you're a leader. You're a leader. you got to lead yourself, but now you need to actually lead others. Lead others. Now here's a challenge. because here's what, And you all know this, and I've said this before. This is preacher's line, but it's so good I like it. Difference between teaching and preaching. Teaching is here's the information. Preaching is here's the information. Now what you gonna do about it? Okay, and that's this is this is the what you gonna do about it moment. Okay, so everybody perk up. If you haven't listened to anything I've said the whole entire time, please perk up and listen to me right here. Okay, but here's a challenge for everyone in here. Some of you, and I would probably say on a Wednesday night, most of you have received what I would consider and how they put how they would how Peter would say. The words of life. You've received the gospel. You know the truth. You've, you've, you've accepted Christ as your Savior. Okay? You've accepted the words of life. Or you, you, you received the words of life, but some of you have decided to go fishing. You've got it. You've got the words of life, and you have influence, but instead you just decided to go fishing. Now, what does that look like? What it looks like is, okay, I got something, now I'm cool, I'm out of hell, I'm going to heaven, but is that really our mission here? It's just, a, okay, my, my, uh, God's mission saved me. Yes, I understand that. But is that, if, if that was the situation, as soon as I got saved, gone. So I'm still here. So there should be work, there's still work to be done. Okay, so if I'm still here and God saved me, that means I should be able to share that with others. And I will say this, you understand better than the disciples, the true mission at hand. 
some of us want to put down on Peter and say, man, that Peter, he could have done better than that. He's been told all these things that Jesus is going to do, totally misinterprets everything he says, and then this guy goes and dies? Now, I go, yeah, you're raised from the dead, but, but now what? Okay? We have the benefit of knowing the whole story. <laughs> we know how it ends. We know that Jesus is coming back one day. We know that um, for those, or when he does come back, for those that don't believe, that's going to be pretty bad. Okay? If we're being honest, all right? We know that. We, we know that the mission at hand more than they do. And I will say this. I'm going to tell you that Jesus told, what Jesus told Peter. Go feed my sheep. Go feed my sheep. And some of y'all say, well, you know, I'm not a preacher. That's not what this is saying. This is saying go feed my sheep. Go tell somebody. Go tell somebody. We have got, and, and some of y'all are saying, boy, this is great leading up to Christmas. Okay, <laughs> but look, this is the perfect time to be thinking about, about this. Because the fact that, that what, what, what do we celebrate with Christmas? We celebrate the fact that God loved us enough to send his son to this earth so that he could, so he, he could go through his life, teach these apostles, die for our sins, your sins, my sins, okay, all that, and then establish the church to these 12 guys to say, hey, now it's your turn to lead everybody else back to me, okay? So we, we have more of the burden, and, and so feed my sheep. I, I can feed, I, I should be able to feed, every, feed everybody by the sense of, okay, this is what God did for me, and he can do it for you too. Witnessing 101. Witnessing 101. That's witnessing 101. God did this for me, and he can do it for you. You need to know the Bible, too. And I, and I teach that in the foundations class. You need to know your Bible because you need to be able to tell people where in the Bible something is said because I will say this, I'm going to fail. So if I say my, this is what God did and he can do it for you, that helps. But if I give them Bible, too, and that's authority, and they look at that as authority, no matter what I do, how I live my life, they always have the word to go back to because it never fails. Amen? Okay? But witnessing 101, this is what God did for me and this can do. Okay? So here, here's, here's, some, here's some handles. Let's put some handles on, on, on what we're going to do. What we're going to do. What does it mean? What decisions do I want you to make? What decisions do I want you to make? Um, the first decision I want you to make is to be a person of integrity. Be a person of integrity. If you don't know what integrity is, I got the definition. A firm adherence to a code of especially moral or artistic values. Be a person of integrity. Um, some people say it like this. Um, you know, if you say you're going to do it, do it. If you're not going to be able to do it, don't do it. Okay? Um, I'll say this, um, and some of y'all do this, but I'm just going to tell you. Um, Aquatic Center. I'm a member of the Aquatic Center. We go there... Um, obviously, to work out, um, but in the summers when I wasn't working out, we went to the pool and did all that kind of stuff. Um, I would go, I, I, I got my lunch one day, and I said, hey, I'll meet you up at the pool, and we'll eat. I started to walk in with my food, and they say, you can't bring outside food in, okay? My first reaction was, I know everybody else is bringing in food, and so if they're going to do it, I'll do it too, but you know what? I have never brought in outside food to the aquatic center again. Why? Because that's having integrity. They told me I couldn't do it. Whether I like it or not, that's the rule. And so for me to, to go outside the rule, this is like sneaking popcorn into the movies. I'm just going to tell you. Um, <laughs> it's like, oh, me, don't say that again, okay? <laughs> the fact that you have to start the sentence with sneak probably means it's not right, okay? 
But I don't do that because I'm a person of integrity. When they say, if they tell me to do something, I'm supposed to do that. That, that is something, it's within inside of me, that's my code, and, and, and I need to, to more code. So first of all, be a person of integrity. Because here's the deal with a lost person. They're going to watch you before they're ever going to listen to you. They're going to watch you because they want to know, is what you're saying true or not? Because if you tell me something with your mouth and you don't live it, then that's inconsistent and I'm not going to believe it because I'm going to call you a hypocrite, okay? Now, granted, we're, this is a church full of hypocrites. I'm just telling you because there are things that I, I say I'm going to do and I say and then my, my life doesn't always line up with that. You know what? I'm flesh. I'm sinner. That's what it is. We're a church full of hypocrites. So here's the deal. To a lost person, we need to be consistent. We need to be consistent. We're gonna, I'm gonna, but we need to be a person of integrity. That's first. Next, you have influence. You need to invite someone to our Christmas services. You invite some, now this is not a plug because it's this, this coming up Sunday. But for some of y'all, y'all have influence and you haven't invited one person to your Christmas services. And I'm going to say this. I'm going to be really honest right here. Guess what? I'm one of those, pers- one of those people. I've not handed out one of these invitations to anybody. And I have incredible influence with people. Now, I'm not saying that I have, ex- but I'm just saying everybody in here has incredible influence. There are two times, two times people are going to go to church, Christmas and Easter. Easter is the bi- biggest by far, but this is, our, this is our and your second biggest opportunity to get somebody to come to church with you is on Christmas. There are 500 of these left out in the foyer. 500. They should all be gone when we leave tonight. They should all be gone because we have influence, okay? Now, here's the deal. I'm going to say this. Um, some of you say, well, I, the people I have influence with, I've given them an invitation and they haven't come or I've already given them an invitation. You have influence with somebody. You can go into the gas station tomorrow and strike up a conversation with the cashier and be a friend to that person and say, hey, I don't know if you go to church anywhere, but I would love for you to come to our Christmas service. Because you know what? Somebody working at the gas station probably don't get a lot of uh, a lot of people coming in there trying to make conversation and being nice. And you know what? You probably just in that probably five minute conversation you have with her, you 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 now have what with her? Influence. You have influence with her, and you can ask her and do that. Okay. Here here's what I'm going to do, and I'm going to tell you this right now. There's five of these here, and Travis had to that dog. He brought me two of them. Um, <laughs> I've got ten invitations here. All ten of these are going to be out of my hand by Saturday evening. All ten of these are going to be out of my hand. Some of them are going to be people that I'm extremely close to, and some of these people are going to be people that I may go through a drive-through in the next two or three days, and I might just say, look, I know you're busy, but I just want to invite you to come to Christmas service. Okay? And here's the deal. That, believe it or not, you may find more success with that than that family member or that friend that you've invited for three or four years because some of, the, some of these people may not have never been invited to church before in their entire life, and you've, you just extended that invitation and said, here, okay? So we have influence. It's going to be leadership. And then finally, I'm gonna, uh, ra- I'll say this. <clears throat> For some of y'all, this is a big step, and I understand it's a big step, and I, and I appreciate the fact some of y'all may have never handed out one of these invitations before. Hand them out. Just, I promise you. A preacher made the con- used this illustration before. If you just want to walk in, this is not the best way to do this. Um, come up here, Todd. <clears throat> Real quick. 
If you're if you're if you're walking through Walmart and say, "Here, come to my Easter service," I'm a Christmas service. And then and then and then when they start giving it to you, like, "Here, come back, come 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 talk to me." <laughs> okay, that's messing with the friend man. Um, but if that's what it takes, <laughs> it's not the best situation. But if that's what it takes for you to for you to to jump out there. Do that, but I'm telling you, even if you don't say a say a, a conversation, or anything, if you just check out or whatever at Walmart, and you just give them this, say, I'd like to invite you to come to our Christmas services. That's enough, okay? But I will say for some of y'all, for some of y'all, um, y'all y'all can invite all day long, but taking that next step is a little more difficult for you. I had one of my small group members uh, talk to me um, about a situation where somebody came up, stranger, and said, you know, I I, I would like you to pray. Pray for me about this situation. And their response was, okay. And then kept on going. Because in, in their mind, and I don't fault this person for what they what they did, in their mind it was, they want me to pray for them, and I'll pray for them in my closet by myself, <laughs> you know, right there. Now, we need to get to a point when somebody asks us to pray for them, we pray for them right then. I had somebody in my life groups team uh, this past Sunday come to me and was just pouring their heart out. Um, this my life group team, I have a team that we kind of plan and do stuff with. Pour a heart out, you know, you need to pray for me, you need to pray for me, you need to pray for me. This was on Sunday morning. I said, okay. And I went on. And I didn't pray for that person, okay? Now, what, but what would have been more impactful? If I'd have said, you know what, let me just stop right here. And, and let's, let's pray. Let's, let's get in touch with God. We've got to be more bold with our faith, okay? Some of y'all, you know, I don't feel comfortable witnessing. Okay, but we can get there. And then when I say be bold, you know, I know some of y'all, that's a big step. That's a big step. But when you, but when you take that step and you're willing to say, okay, I'm going to try. Most of the time, not all the time, most of the time, you'll be surprised at the response you get. Especially if you're doing it in a genuine, heartfelt way. If, you're really, if you really want to pray for that person and you're feeling more, it's going to be a great experience because everybody wants prayer. Everybody appreciates prayer. So be, be more bold with your faith. So we're going to be a person of integrity. We're going to invite someone to the Christmas service and say amen, amen, and be bold with our faith. All right. All right. No, we're not done yet. We're almost. Okay, everybody, go ahead and, go ahead and, and uh, hold, up your, hold up your lessons. Hold up your lessons. Take your, take your pen. Take your pen. And go to the top of the sheet on your lesson. Top of the sheet on your lesson. And I want you to take your pen and I want you to cross out one word on the title of this message. What's that one word? Not. Say it again. Not. not. Okay. I want you to cross out that one word, not. Not. Now read me what it says now. Say it again. Say it like you mean it. I'm a leader. Okay. You're a leader. Now go lead. Lord, we thank you for this day. Lord, we thank you for the opportunity we have to gather together. And Lord, I know that this was a message, Lord, that uh, probably was um, several people probably thought, you know, this is not for me. Um, this, this is going to be uh, boring or, or, or whatever. Uh, and probably the reason because a lot of us think that we're not leaders. But Lord, as we see... Um, in this in this verses, Lord God, 
and as we've, as we've redefined leadership and as we've described leadership, that every single one of us is a leader. And Lord, we have influence. And Lord, I know that, I know that some of the, maybe the first step for some people is realizing that they're a leader. But Lord, I want to take this to another level. And now that we know that we're a leader, what are we going to do about it? So Lord, I ask you to be with every single person in this room, Lord God. Lord, you, you have a plan and purpose for, let's just go over the next few days, Lord God. You have a plan and purpose for the next few days and how you're going to give them opportunities to lead. And Lord, I pray that the, 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 the last thing to come to their mind is the phrase, I'm not a leader. Lord, I pray that, that we would be bold. Lord, I pray that we would, um, that we would trust you, that we would trust um, those that are around us, Lord God, that they will encourage us, Lord. But Lord, that we would trust mainly, Lord God, in the fact that you can do so many great things, Lord God, but we have to be willing to step out and be the leader. So Lord, I just thank you for this night. I thank you for the opportunity, Lord God, um, to get to preach. And Lord, I pray, Lord God, that it was in no way, shape, or form based on my performance, but it was all based on what you did in our heart, in my heart, in the hearts of those around us, Lord. And Lord, I pray right now that, um, that you would be with us as we go to our Christmas services. Lord, that you would touch, Lord God, Lord, not just for the Christmas services, but Lord, also for, um, for, the, for the, the children's musical that will be happening uh, Saturday night and Sunday night. Lord, I'm thankful that I go to a church that sees the importance in making kids an importance. Uh, so Lord, I thank you for that, Lord God, and I ask you to bless that. And Lord, I thank you for a pastor. Lord, for a pastor that, first and foremost, is a great example of what a leader should be. And Lord, I'm thankful for the fact that you brought him here to Coleman, Alabama, to lead Temple Baptist Church as he follows you. And Lord, I'm thankful for the fact that, that not only he, is he a great leader, but he is, he is helping those uh, on, on the staff and the volunteers and us as a whole, Lord God, for us to become better leaders. And Lord, I know that as we become better leaders and we reach out to the community, that this, there's no end to what you can do through the ministry of Temple Baptist Church. Lord, I love you and I thank you and I pray all these things in your wonderful name. Amen. All right, before everybody moves, don't forget that you need to pick your kids up. If they're, if they're Awana in the Awana area, don't pick them up in the other, normal places. They're down in the rocks. Go get them there. Um, and then if you are wondering about teenagers, the teenagers are in the gym. All right? All right. One more time. One, two, three. I'm a leader. <laughs>